a Highline podcast. No normal people. Matthew, we have a room in our office. It has one. It kind of is like this. It's like long and skinny, but we have one window in it. <laughs> and he, I swear, he lives in a cave. He's like a bat. <laughs> I come in like, there and sometimes I'll like window. open the window and it'd be like, Ah, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you a vampire? What is your deal? He is. Yeah, he is a vampire. He, I, he never might seen be him in the day, daylight. So. You're right. That's I don't funny. think. He, yeah, I'm he might. Saying, I've only seen him seen him at nighttime. That is a fair <laughs> assessment. <laughs> oh, Yo, actually, right? It's kind of true. Yeah, you got. I've only that's seen true. Hello, my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I am here. Hello. And your name is? Hello. You're welcome. You want to know my name? Yeah. Was that, is that what you said? You're going to belabor know, the point. You want to know my, my handle? Please. Sure. My name is Dixie Lee Henning. And I am also a host. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Mm, interesting. I've been really doubling down on the description of We Are Humans of New York, but a podcast in Montana. Yeah, until we get sued by Humans of New York. Yeah. Mm, he yeah. doesn't seem like that kind of person. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? I think he's doing okay. We should rename the show Humans if, of... If anything, he should be paying us marketing dollars for using his name in our podcast. Do... And oh, boosting the I signal. I thought you meant his literal name. <laughs> No. <laughs> I was like, I've yeah. never said his name. I don't know what his name his is. His legal name is Humans of New York. <laughs> yeah, he changed it. It was Gregory, and now it's Humans. Humans. First name. That's the title of his book. Yes. For sure. Humans. Look at all this free plugging. Yeah, you're humans so welcome, humans. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Speaking of names, I have a little quiz for you. A quiz? Yeah, it's a no normal people quiz. Okay. What is the largest family that we have had on the show? Represented by a single guest or Oh no. no okay. I know. see where I see where you're leading. Um I would say the Nitschke is yeah, probably a hundred percent. We have Nitschke adjacent and Nitschke proper yeah. guests. Right. Um at least every other week. That's... So <laughs> started with Tim Legacy, yeah. who married into the family. Sure did. And then it was Tracy Nitschke, mm -hmm. who was my friend from being homeschooled. And we interviewed her while she was in Thailand. Yep. And then we had her older sister. Sarah. And Tim's wife. Yes. And that's Sarah Legacy. Formerly Sarah, Sarah Nitschke. And then the Nitschkes, Sarah and Tracy, have a younger brother named Matthew who married today's guest. Yes. Bailey. Bailey. Look at us go. So I think we should change the name of the podcast yep. to No Normal Nitschkes. Right. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Matthew, Joan, yep. Mike. Let's go. We're coming for you. Cousins, <laughs> aunts, I uncles. Hope, I, I don't hope know. they enjoy the experience of being shout out like that. Yeah. And uh, we're yeah. going to get August on here. One soon. day. 
you know? Absolutely. He can maintain conversations. He's He can now. He's almost three. When we met the legacies, he couldn't. (laughs) No. I like that we're just reminiscing about friends of ours. Yeah, that's true. To the people who are listening to the podcast. They don't know. I mean, they know now. They don't know, but they, I mean, they can listen to four four episodes. Four episodes and learn. (laughs) Yes. That was a great quiz. That was a fun one. Thank you so much. Works for me. Anyway. I love it. So this is a Nitschke podcast they should make t-shirts yeah. called no normal nitschke they really should that's exciting this branding opportunity we're we saying their name really don't, well don't I'm worry guys surprised. we won't sue you for using our name wow <laughs> yeah that's so thoughtful of you yeah so today's guest this is our friend bailey bailey um, what a superb human being the coolest of the beans yep she has quite the story she does that we didn't learn about until the mics were she on she started talking and i was like are you telling a story of a person uh, that we've never met? Because right. this this can't be you. That's certainly how it felt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we talk about all sorts of things. We mm-hmm. go on a roller coaster for sure. Uh, yeah. Between um, making a joke about how her husband is a vampire. I mean, he is. I've never seen him in the daytime. That's true. That's all I'm saying. That's true. To just horrendous family loss in her yeah. life. And also content warning. We do talk about that. Yes. Death. Specifically. Uh, we talk about cancer. Uh, natural disasters. Yes. too. Uh, Man, also true. a lot Man, of stuff that just all stacked up so quickly. And now but, she's married to a vampire. So like, but Bailey is such a delightful it's person. Just a lot. And she has some wonderfully nuanced and wonderfully open hearted mm-hmm. things to say about her grieving process and what grief means to all of us. It's very good. And how she's still more or less a normal person through it. It's true. She's done the work, though, which is very evident. Yeah. Just a delight. Yep. I can't say that enough. And I think I should just, like, stop saying it and just let you listen to it now. It's true. Okay, but first, first, all I'm saying is I, as long as I've known him, he hasn't aged. (laughs) And I've never seen him in the sunlight. That's all I'm saying. That's just all I'm saying. We're pretty sure Bailey isn't a vampire, though, so. Yet. Well, oh. This could be a full Breaking Dawn scenario. Oh, man. (laughs) Did I get the book right? That's the right one, right? Yeah, that's, she changes in that one. Spoiler alert. Oops. Uh, It's been years, people. (laughs) Come on. Watch the movies. But first. Come on. Please listen to our fantastic conversation with our friend Bailey. Nitschke. On No Normal Nitschkes. No Normal Nitschkes. Should we do this? Are you ready? I think we should do this. Amazing. Okay. Bailey Nishki, thanks for being on No Normal People. Thanks for having me. You're our first (laughs) in-person interview since like COVID existed. We've had a few sprinkled in and there, but like- I love sprinkling. First in this studio, for sure. (laughs) I'm really stoked to be here. This is really cool. So exciting. (laughs) We're, well, so you know how this goes. We're going to start with rapid fire questions. Either or, shoot from the hip. Change or consistency? Consistency. East coast or west coast? East coast. Rain or sun? Rain. Hogwarts or the Shire? Hogwarts. Yeah! You get to celebrate again? Yeah, congratulations. (laughs) Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. 
Homebody or free spirit? Homebody for sure. Do you call it soda or pop? Neither. I call it soft drinks. <laughs> I noticed that earlier. And yeah. that you've also never had she them ever in your the, life. The drink I don't drink. The, ding- yeah. the drinks that I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a Southern thing. Soft drinks, I think. Maybe it's just a my family thing. I don't know. Soft drinks. There's no way of knowing. Fair enough. It's interesting. <laughs> Spender or saver? Saver. Books or movies? Books. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Amazing. You did it. <laughs> That's like the most stressful part of cool. the whole podcast. So now it's just easy. Um, so moving on to icebreakers, what are some of your favorite sport or physical activity for yourself? Ooh, like what do I do now yeah. or like what have I done in the past or either? Both. Both and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dealer's choice. Okay. In high school, I swam a little bit, like a little bit, for like a year <laughs> and a half. But I actually really liked it. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was my senior year of high school that I nice. started swimming, yeah. which is so funny. But it was like something that I found I was actually really good at. As and a sport, not just like. Yes, as a sport. Like pool I was in the summer. I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> like swim team. Like I swam. Amazing. Yeah. I wanted to be on swim. I mean, I was for most of my childhood, I was on like a swim team. Oh, sure. It was in Arizona. So I was like. Sure. If you're not on swim team, you're dying in the heat. Um, mm-hmm. but I've like, always heard that's that it's one of the most like high intensity but low impact like exercises. Like yeah. it's super low impact on your joints and stuff because of water. Because of water. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I didn't continue swim team is because I would dislocate my knee when I kicked. Oh, no. yeah. That's the worst. Nasty. <laughs> so because I would kick too hard. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I love swimming. All right. Yeah, I also love swimming. so fun. So swim team for a while. Yeah, swim team for a little while. And it was like definitely one of the things. I'm not super competitive, Uh but it was really cool because it didn't feel like you were competing. Like I was on a team, but I wasn't like trying to carry something. I was competing basically against myself, like trying to beat times. More like times, yeah. And yeah, and I thought that was really cool. And it ended up just being something that I really liked. So now I still swim for fun, like do laps in the pool. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Not as often as I would like because Montana, but. (laughs) um, Access is hard. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, I do yoga now. Um, Excellent. That's part of like my daily routine. Nice. And so that would probably be movement. And then I like take my dog on walks and stuff. So lovely movement. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh. So there is this ice cream brand. It's called Bluebell. We mm-hmm. don't have it here. Okay. You might know of it. It's yeah. pretty popular. It's like one of the only ones Stephen can have. That's Blue Bunny. Oh, is it? Oh. I don't know what Bluebell is. Never mind. Yeah. Blue- might be a Southern thing. It's a yeah. They don't have. They don't even sell it here. The closest place I think you can buy it is like Colorado, right? Which is right, random. Yeah. But they have an ice cream flavor called Cookie Two Step, and it's cookies and cream and co- chocolate chip cookie dough in one ice cream. Oh, heaven! This sounds like it would be my favorite thing. It's so good. This is why the South like, is better than the North. Mm-hmm. I do like the chocolate chip <laughs> cookie dough from Ben and Jerry's. Sure, that's my true. go-to. Yeah. And if I can't find that, it's half baked where they had the brownies. Yeah. I do Americone Dream. You. Ooh. That's the is that the Jimmy Kimmel one Chef's or the kiss. Stephen Colbert? Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, wait, no, it's Stephen Colbert. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Stephen nice. Colbert. I will also 
local shout out. We recently, do you guys know Robert Smith? Yeah, pastel. We we just for Valentine's Day we got I've, two of his pints. Every oh time my he, goodness! Every time he posts something, I'm like, don't his ice cream. I don't care what the flavor is. Buy it. It doesn't yeah. like <laughs> every time I see him post, I'm like, if I buy the fruity it once, I'm going to try and buy it every single freaking time. Yeah. yeah. And that's not going to be. And good that's for not me. good for me. It's super good. <laughs> I want to support him. I love but it. I also uh-huh. don't want diabetes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Relatable. I don't know how he does it. What is the best live concert you've been to? Oh, I have had the privilege of. Uh, going to quite a few really cool concerts also quite a few random ones like i saw <laughs> pitbull in concert what? <laughs> of course <laughs> Purpose? you seem like the person that is like the least likely to have seen pitbull in pitbull? my mind <laughs> that's, that's awesome like, yeah <laughs> we do a multiple choice what show has what this show? person not seen two truths and a lie <laughs> yeah yeah concert edition oh my yeah God. that is not the best one it's just fun to talk about oh, absolutely. um yeah, I would say I saw Ed Sheeran at Jazz Fest Ooh. in New Orleans, which was really cool. Wow. And then... Uh, what era of Ed Sheeran was this? Yeah, like OG Plus album. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I was in high school. Nice. It was super fun. Um, and then I saw Camp and Rainbow Kitten Surprise oh in... God. Helena and that was I would say that was maybe one of my favorites because literally like had my head resting on the stage oh like, yeah it was like front row that's always we were right fun. there and it was super cool that's right. awesome so I, maybe that was my that's best a good experience concert I yeah. like that what is a smell that takes you back to a good memory in your childhood mm, that's a good one probably like pine or like like very Christmassy scents. Mm-hmm. I was raised with my grandparents and my grandparent or my grandma specifically went very all out in her <laughs> decorations. Like it looks Classic like a grandma. wonderland. Like a yeah. Christmas like, store. Right. Yeah. And like <laughs> she, yeah, just like very, and like, I think like decorating for Christmas was a huge thing. And right. so like those Christmassy oh, yeah. scents totally. just brings me back mm-hmm. to like, that whole, you know, like two months of decorating before Christmas right. happens. <laughs> That's very good. A lot of cinnamon. A lot of cinnamon. A lot of baking. Yep. A lot. Yeah. That oh. whole shebang. Who would you call your best friend? Oh, I have the privilege of having quite a few really good friends. <laughs> and so I would say definitely Matthew, my husband. But also I have my best friend from home. Her name is Skylar. We call each other belly buddies because our moms were best friends when we they were pregnant. Oh, that's and we're cute. like three months apart. Wow. wow! And so we've known each other our whole lives. She's the reason I live here in Montana. That's awesome. Um, super cool. She now lives in Tampa, so we're like long distance. <laughs> wow, seriously, a bit of distance. A bit of distance. <laughs> yeah, kind of the furthest um, away she can be now. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you could move to Hawaii. It's just true. It- Alaska, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have a friend, Sarah, and she is probably like, she lives here in Montana, but she lives in Helena. Mm -hmm. We became friends in Bozeman, and she is like, we probably, I Marco Polo with her, I feel like constantly, (laughs) just like constantly updating on our life. Yeah. And just like, I think like friends, having different friends for different seasons is so cool. And Mm -hmm. then uh, Sarah, legacy. 
is definitely Delightful. like living down the street. Yeah. Love her presence. Love her being. Of course. She's, she's amazing. Of course. One of my best friends for sure. What are foods you will never eat? Mm. Soft drinks. Soft I would guess, drinks? I guess I would count that. Yeah. Do you chew soda, Steven? I don't know, but it's eat. like- Consume? Ingest? <laughs> yeah. beverage. Yeah. She gets it. I get it. I really thought I wasn't picky until I married Matthew, and now like I just feel like he points out all the things, and I'm like, oh, I guess I am- Kind of picky, like but specific. Like I think, like the one thing, lunch meat really grosses me out, man. Just how wet it, it gets. Wet? It, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wet <laughs> thing. Of course, it's a wet thing. Do some that makes a lot lunch of sense. Meats, yeah, some of like roast beef. Like sure, I, like I know it's cooked, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But bologna, get behind me, Satan. Yeah, <laughs> it will not. I hear That's you. Disgusting. Fair Steven enough. loves bologna. I really do. He's a monster. Hey, you know, to each his own. If you want to eat wet meat, whatever. <laughs> wet questionable meat. Wet question. Be my guest. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. attacked. Okay, we're gonna move on because I have the power to move on. <laughs> what is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? Ah, uh, to say that this is the question I thought about most would be an understatement. Sometimes there, though, there, I get it. This is a good one, and there's so many to choose from. Talked it over with Matthew, and we decided there. Pick a decade. I know, like, what? Where do you go? Because there are quite a few options. But I have a spring school picture of mine from like I want to say I was in. I had to be in either fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. probably fifth, and I was wearing like the cut off, like the Bermuda shorts. I know plaid, the exact outfit you're uh-huh. about to describe, like the continue. pink and blue. They look like Easter pants. Okay, gets promise it gets better. Cut off at the knee, the pink and blue plaid, very you know gross. Like a <laughs> navy shirt. I'm pretty sure it had the Aeropostale. Aeropostale, yeah. And then a um <laughs> a fedora oh my god that matched oh. the shorts oh i can same find a plaid. of my little sister wearing that same exact yeah, like a, outfit wow wow and i had the audacity to go to school and you take out in my school pictures you went my spring pictures. in in front of other humans in That's front awesome. of fifth graders yeah was already not Those the most popular, but are famously mean. ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's not that they're they're just malicious. about to be it's middle just schoolers. That they're honest. Yeah, yeah. and right, it's that's, that's worse. Like the last time I saw <laughs> the last time I saw a fifth grader, they asked if I was pregnant, and I was like, "No, I'm just fat." Can you that's, just like wow. leave me alone? We, oh man. That's the worst thing with kids God. that, like, you know, at a certain age, they're not even trying to be mean. They they're been just, just ta- they haven't been taught they boundaries. Genuine yeah. questions. They're just, just social norms. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, why they're, do you look like that? They're just entering the world of <laughs> social just, norms outside of their family. I had a kid ask me that when I worked at City Brew, going through the drive-thru. Yeah. He literally looked at his mom and was like, why does she look like that? Oh. I was like, I kids oh. have been working for eight hours. Oh, no. Can you I'm just tired. like give oh, me a no. break, okay? Oh no! <laughs> eat your stupid frappe. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so you do eat beverages. Hey, nice. <laughs> Back on my team. Back. All right. It's just it's anyway, um, so I know yeah, I know whole. this question bothered you a little bit, but what is your biggest pet peeve? 
<laughs> We've arrived. We have arrived. So I, in a very like nine wing one fashion, <laughs> I don't really easily anger. Like, yeah. I don't, that is just not. And so I was like, okay, well, like, I don't. Yeah, I don't like get angry at things. And so I think it's like when my house is a mess. Oh, yeah. I think like that would be probably my biggest pet peeve because then I feel like I can't like rest or relax. Mm -hmm. And so. That sounds so familiar. Yeah. Why'd you look at me? (laughs) Oh, because I'm trying to get you to be like, yeah, this is how I act. (laughs) Because I make the mess. No, it's about. No, I can't do this. (laughs) I get it. I do. I make. I know, and like half the time, it's my fault. Like the messes yeah. are not Matthew's fault necessarily. They are definitely part mine. It's just like I just like every Saturday morning, like, I am like, like I'm this? gonna rest, and then I spend the half the day cleaning. And Matthew's <laughs> yeah. like, that was not rest. And You're I was like, what? Nap. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm getting there. I'm. We're getting there. It's yeah. a process, of course. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite failure? I do. Um, so I graduated from high school and I was very like college focused. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to go to a good school. I want to like have the whole college experience. I want to be, I don't know, at the time I was like, I want to be a cool businesswoman (laughs) and get a cool degree and live in a high rise apartment somewhere. And so- Yeah, I just had this like whole kind of vision set out. I ended up picking this school in Jackson, Mississippi, which Mm -hmm. like I was raised in New Orleans. And so it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, it's like two states over. So it wasn't like that far. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Random, I think, for Montana, not as random in Louisiana. Yeah. Well, and when you say two states... It'd be in like a context like that. One, one state. Alice Bell. I'm going to get yeah. my geography yeah, all messy. Yeah. One state. It's <laughs> not well, even two. You I say one state away from Montana. It's like, okay, so it's like, like an a eight day's hour drive. drive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a two hour drive. Yeah. I think. Oh, Perfect. it wasn't even eight. No. That's oh, like no. That's like, Bozeman. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It was not that far. So good. Um. So good. But That's it was hilarious. a super small liberal arts college. And like the class I was entering into with as a freshman was smaller than the class that I graduated from in high school. Hmm. Whoa. And so my goal going there was like, I'm going to get this like super kind of close knit education and like I'm going to know all my professors. I'm going to have these great letters of recommendation when I leave if I want to get my master's. Like that was kind of my whole like thought process going there. Like I wanted it to look really good on a resume. And so... I was the one to say, I will go to college and be there and that's it. And I was there for a semester and then I dropped out. <laughs> and so, I mean, there's a whole twist and turn in there. But like, I would say that felt like a failure at yeah, the time. Right. But looking back, by far my favorite failure, because like then I moved here and I'm in college again now. I'm actually in my last semester. I graduate nice. in May, nice. which is really exciting. But um. Yeah, it felt like a huge failure at the time. Even like it was my choice to drop out. Totally. But I was like, what am I doing? This is like wrecking all the thoughts and plans that I thought right. I was going down. Yeah. And now I'm, yeah. Things change. Things change and like you have to pivot and yeah. think about things in a different <laughs> way. And and I was like, I 
what am I doing? This yeah, I have failed. Answer. Right. This oh, yeah. is not. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Bozeman for a grand total of 10 days. Amazing. And then left because Incredible. Steven was like, if you come home, we can get married. And I was like, okay. Oh. <laughs> Twist my arm. Turn it. Okay. I guess I'll come back. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't an ultimatum. Like, it was. It was. Don't act, don't act like we've been thinking about getting it. married, and then you went to Bozeman, and yeah, then I was like, like, "Oh, well, we're not going to get married because I was in college at Rocky at the time." So sure, I can tell you a really out. long story about how I asked him out on a date, and he said he had to think about it. I would love to. I hear was that. terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> is this the time? Is this is Bailey's episode the time we want to tell I this think story? It is. Bailey, wants I, to please know, tell. I guess. It was. It was. <sighs> tell me. Story time. Okay. Okay, so I was a junior in high school. Steven was a freshman. I know. Cute. Just like, shut up. Um. <laughs> Surprisingly, we've kept that age distance our entire lives. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Since the day he was born. Yeah. Um. No, but he uh, looked like how he looks now since he was like 14 years old, so... <laughs> Also, my voice changed when I was 12. <laughs> to, to like, give me some credit, he's looked like a 27-year-old since he was 15. But... <laughs> Arguably, I could look like a 15-year-old. That's a 27-year-old. Whatever way you want to spin way, it. <laughs> I'm going to say 27-year-old because if I say that now, and, uh, like, you as a 15-year-old, yeah. I'm a predator. Right. So... <laughs> Very different conversation. Different place. Um, but... It was uh, right before our winter formal in Laurel. And like, I'm sure he knew that I liked him, but we were just friends. And like, I was in love with him. I, he walked on just water to me. He's just perfect in every way. And I loved him. Um, so literally I decided. So cute. <laughs> you know, high school crushes, right? Our oh, winter, oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, the winter formal is typically the one where the girl asks the guy okay. to the dance. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him. It took me 20, 30 minutes just to say, will you go to formal with me? It was a lot of I was of standing in the hallway and, and I was just like, will you? Missed the bus. He missed the bus too, I think. No, no you didn't. The bus. My bus was my always bus. the last one. I'm pretty so sure I, was, I walked I home after that because I was so embarrassed. I do have a question really quick. Yeah. Were you guys friends or yeah, was we this just this girl who was coming out of well, nowhere to ask? Like Halfway between that. It was okay. like somewhere. Yeah. So like we were in the same math class and that says more about me than it does about him. Um, and, Again, and we were in band and we had just finished like the school musical. So we had spent some okay. time together and like i had a class with him so it wasn't like out of nowhere super weird sure. and out of nowhere and like cool. we were both musically inclined so it was like i see him pretty regularly anyway gotcha. but like our friend groups didn't really cross <laughs> sure <laughs> before that nope <laughs> so i i stood there in the hallway missing my bus for like 20 or 30 minutes trying to get will you go to formal with me out of my mouth and then i did after like 30 minutes. Okay. And he said, I have to think about it. Because Sometimes. someone else had already asked him to go to formal. Ooh, the plot thickens. <laughs> Which was a senior girl. Ooh. 
And he told me that. And I was like, I'm going to go walk into traffic now. <laughs> Bye. Because I missed my bus. <laughs> I'm going to go get hit by a bus now. I'll talk to you never again. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, okay, flip side. Then what happened? What were you thinking? What, what did you do? Um, I had been asked by two other seniors before oh, the I thought it was just one. You did not. And they were both like cheerleader <laughs> Like our, our school didn't really have like popular, not popular. Like okay, there wasn't sure. enough kids for that to but really. But if we did. But if we did, those two, two were like no. very popular. And I was like the nerdy theater girl that plays trumpet. And like, I was and I was the kid who had just been homeschooled months before. Like amazing. Yeah. Okay. It was, How did you do that? Incredible. I walked into school from being homeschooled and it was very <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, the difference is I walked in from being homeschooled wearing the Bermuda shorts with the matching fedora. Right. So, oh, mm, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Carry on. Um, <laughs> but he, he, I think, I don't remember how you, you, I don't know if you called me or if like a week later at school you were like, I'll go to form with you. And I was like, cool. Cool. And then cool, I went cool, cool, cool. went to my friend Teresa's house and just had a full freaking meltdown because I was like, he waited like a week. Oh my gosh. But then we went to formal together. And then we started dating a month later. And yeah. And then we went to the rest is history. Four more formal no, two more formals together and four prom three proms together. Three proms, yeah. Getting the numbers all mixed up. It's confusing because I did five years of high school. <sighs> sure. <laughs> the numbers get kind of conflated. Numbers. <laughs> Well, great. I like a story time. I love a good story time. Thank you as for sharing. If, so as sorry. if we're still in the icebreakers. My goodness. Wow. This is, here's the last one. Okay. When you were little, what did you tell people you wanted to be when you grew up? I, yeah, I think that this is, I remember there's like two different stages. I remember when I was really little, I like to like play with like I like to play pretend a lot and I like to play with like papers mm -hmm. and I always like to like organize the papers and like put them into folders and like put them in different places. And I think like looking back, I think I wanted to be a, like a receptionist. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that that was yeah. what I was aiming at <laughs> oh, totally. in that so play. Funny. And I remember just like loving it. As I got older, I, this was like maybe middle school. I think I wanted to be, I really wanted to work at Pixar. Because it's so freaking cool. Still do it. Why not? Yeah. Well, let me elaborate. <laughs> I have no artistic talent. <laughs> That's okay. I can be a creative being. Like, I, I think creativity and, like, talent yeah. are different. Mm -hmm. And I would not be hired at Pixar for any <laughs> reason. I'll get hired at Pixar. And Please. Then and then take I'll me on a tour. Go up the rungs and then I'll hire you as like well, a creative director. I'll be your receptionist. It sounds, it sounds like we could, just, we could it. just go a direction of instead of being like the animator, you're like a screenwriter or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Stories and stuff. Exactly. I think I would do anything. Like I would clean Pixar. I, I would be their janitor. Clean their bathrooms. Like I would <laughs> I would be the person who starts by cleaning their bathrooms and then I'm CEO. Amazing. <laughs> I don't have that drive. Like I don't think I have that incentive. But uh I, I would just, do that. I, I wanted to anywhere. eat at their cereal bar. Yeah, why not? And that was like of course. the best. That makes a lot of sense. Anyways, and so then I was just like super obsessed with Pixar movies. Steven doesn't That's... want to live in California. So. Why not? My dreams are dashed. My dreams well, <laughs> you're working world, at the, Pixar. The world right? is a lot different with 
remote work right now. That's true. So That's fair. We don't know. I don't we don't know. know. We'll see. We'll never know. Who My goodness. <laughs> Bailey, you're finally Amazing. on our podcast. I'm finally here. You've made it. We did it. We've arrived. Oh, man. You've always been so supportive and like encouraging, and we love that. And we it was finally our turn to turn the mics <laughs> on you this time. I think your podcast is so cool, and I feel honored that I'm on it. You're listening to No Normal People with Bailey Nitschke. Steven, I have another quiz for you. Quiz time. Okay. What is the best way to make coffee? Now, there are a lot of different opinions on this, but sure. I'm going to say Keurig. Uh, yeah, <laughs> actually, you're wrong because there's no wrong way to make coffee. Imagine imagine Keurig actually being the best, though. Yeah, that's unfortunate <laughs> that you said that. I said that tongue I can't believe I can't believe you yeah. said that, but you're still wrong yeah. because there's no wrong way. There's no wrong way and there's no best way. Is that what you're there's saying? There's no best way and there's no wrong way. So how, are, how many ways can we make coffee in our house? List them off. It's my turn the, to quiz you. Okay. I believe we have... An AeroPress. We have a French press. We have a Keurig. Shut up, everybody. We have a Keurig. We have a... Pour over. Oh, pour over, yes. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Oh, and just like hot water on instant coffee. Because I drink decaf instant coffee every morning. Yeah. And I'm going to need everybody that just judged me when I said that to jump up a tree. Nope. I said a tree. Be gentle. Jump up a tree. I will tell you, though, that the (laughs) coffee made by our wonderful friends at Revel Roasting here mm-hmm. in Billings. They do not make instant decaf. They don't. No, they do not. Get on it, Gary. What they do make, <laughs> what they do roast with us is the Highline Blend. Yes, true story. This is superbly blended. It's a post-blend, I just learned. A post-blend on some of Gary's staples that he makes into a delightful eclectic blend. It has some fun exotic notes of those berries and spices and mm-hmm. chocolates and oh, so good. And I think it's good as a French press or an arrow press or a pour over. If you also want to try brewing this delightful coffee that Dixie and I should probably stop talking about now, <laughs> you can buy a bag for yourself at highline.network slash shop. And when you order that, that coffee is roasted that day and shipped to you immediately. It is the freshest roast you could possibly get. The freshest boy. The, the freshest, freshest beans. Boy for the freshest beans. <laughs> anyway, next quiz. Love it. Who makes most of the stickers for the Highland Network? You. That's me. And That's guess you. what? There's a new one yes. for no normal people. Because if you we, don't follow us yep. on social media, we did a complete redesign for first season of all, three. First of all, why don't you follow us on social media? That's and second rude. of all, why don't you love me? Yeah. Well, That's it. That's the whole question. But if you go if and you, look at the art, yeah. it is brand spanking new. And if you want to make it up to Dixie because you didn't love her well yeah. enough just now, this? you can go to the Highline shop. You can buy one of our 1.0 stickers and coming soon, well, we will certainly tell you about it. We have the 2.0 stickers Heck in the yeah, we merch do. shop shortly. Get that merch. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network. Dixie, you're aware of this. No you way. Knew this. Absolutely. I this didn't... is a project that was recently described to me as 
podcasting populism, which is very fun for me. <laughs> Been thinking about that. I'm going to do some more thinking about that and get back to everyone. In the meantime, we would love to plug a short teaser from my other podcast, Ravel. Have we found a line yet of, is it the cuss word we're really worrying about? Or is it really like the heart of the way we are speaking to another person or about Mm, another person? I think it's, um, you know, the intention of the word. And, And I think that's why, like, when I hear, you know, taking the Lord's name in vain, it's not so much like you're cussing or what. I think it's the emptiness, you know, it's the irreverent use that we have when we... Like, take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, let's start where we always start. Will you tell us about where you grew up and what your family was like growing up? Yeah. So I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. I would say that sounds like a question because I feel like <laughs> I'm not from the city. Right. And that gets, gotcha. that gets people there kind of riled up. Sure. Yeah. I was raised in Metairie, which is like, a town right outside of New Orleans, yeah. like a city, really close. So for the first five, six years of my life, I grew up there with my mom and dad. I was homeschooled, like from, you know, preschool to however old that is. <laughs> like second or third grade? Yeah, like second or third grade. And then Katrina hit. I don't know if you guys know anything about yeah. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. That happened in 2005. Yep. And my parents, my mom was like a hairdresser and my dad was like a contractor, project mm-hmm. manager, huh. I believe. And so we owned a lot of property kind of like Oof. right where the storm hit. Wow. And so like Ooh. we evacuated and the whole city was like ruined. Yeah. And so that created like a lot of stress in our family and my parents' marriage. Oh, yeah. And it was like really hard. It did not. Yeah. And so my parents ended up getting divorced probably like a year later. I feel like that time always like I'm always confused timeline wise. Mm -hmm. About a year later. It gets blurry. yeah, Yeah. They got divorced. And then my dad went to jail shortly after that. And he was in jail from when I was eight to when I was like 17, wow. 16. Wow. Yeah. And so my mom and I moved in with my grandparents mm-hmm. and they lived. So like across, we call it across the lake. If New Orleans is on the south shore, mm-hmm. there's this big lake. It's called Lake Pontchartrain. There's a really long bridge. It's like a 25 <laughs> right. mile bridge across yeah. water. That's so cool. To go to the North Shore, and they're very different places. Right. So when my parents split up, got divorced, my mom and I moved to the North Shore in with my grandparents. And then my dad went to jail, was in jail, and then my mom and I were living with my grandparents, and like six-ish months after my dad was in jail, my mom got cancer, Mm -hmm. and- she passed away like seven months later. Goodness wow. gracious. And so it was a wild. So like my childhood was really normal for mm-hmm. like five years. And then like. Very much not. Very much not. Wow. Then like everything Katrina started to happen. ruined everything. Katrina ruined my life. <laughs> wow. Um And so, yeah, then like everything just started to happen and it felt like bam, bam, bam. 
Um, so I was homeschooled. And then after my mom passed away, my grandparents put me into public school. So then I was raised by my mom's parents. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. And so. And, and just you, no siblings? Yep. No. Yeah. So just me. I'm an only child. Yeah. And so that made it all like, yeah, it was just me there with my grandparents. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have three cousins who live in town. Okay. And like I, re- I was grew up pretty close to them since I was sure. ended up being raised by my grandparents. Wow. But yeah, I was an only child. So it was just me. And I was put into public school and it was not a good, it was not a good time. I was in, so I got put it's in public fair. school in fifth grade. After like See, all this, oh, classic fifth I graders. Know. I know. You didn't know any better. You thought everybody was wearing <laughs> those shorts. Everyone was and, wearing Bermuda shorts and the, with a matching fedora. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was hot stuff. Yeah. No, I was it's not. That dang TV. Wow. <laughs> that you know, dang that, TV. The, Disney Channel, man. Yeah. Everyone was wearing fedoras at the uh, time. Everyone was wearing fedoras. <laughs> Absolutely. At literally everyone. Early two thousands. Everyone owned a fedora <laughs> at least once. If you didn't, I don't trust you. Yeah. So. Steven. Steven. <laughs> I did not have a fedora. I'm All so right. sorry. Okay. Dixie, I'm going to be talking to you from now. <laughs> Just kidding. At one time, I had one of those Burger King hats. That's not. Does that count? No. Why would it count? Why do I bring that up? <laughs> I own a cowboy hat. <laughs> Why would it count? I did, actually. I did have the a trust value is deep. Nah, I will. It's fine. We'll, <laughs> we'll get over it. Cowboy um, hat is just big fedora. When you think about it, it's big fedora. Just, it's big fedora with unbent fedora. brim. That's hilarious. Just think about it for Could a second. No, I okay. don't want to think about it's it. Big fedora. My goodness. My goodness. It's terrible. All right, I have a few questions now. Yeah. Um, the lighthearted question is: Did sure. you ever have a Southern accent that you have since learned to leave behind? You know, I get that question so often. I, I think I did a little bit. Like, I never had a super Southern accent. I definitely said y'all and was a oh, little I say bit y'all. I like y'all. Yeah, I was a little bit more dialecty. Yeah, I've lived here for four years now. And actually, y'all was the first thing I really intentionally dropped. I like it was okay. a it was a decision. I was like, I don't want to say this stopping. anymore. I don't think I like to be different from other people. Wow, when yeah. I moved here, I worked at Chipotle, and so I talked oh to people God. a lot. I know I have like <laughs> I have, how long are we talking for? Um, I worked at Chipotle in Bozeman, and so I talked to people a lot. And I didn't like when I would say like y'all. And then they would like point it out. I was like, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, yeah. just let's pretend I'm from Bozeman. Uh, yeah. You'll be nicer to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Bozeman, I'm guys. from, Bo- I promise. I'm, I'm from Bozen- Bozeman, y'all. Okay. <laughs> right. And so that was like the only thing that I like, I remember like just intentionally stopping to say. And it was really hard. Wow. So mm-hmm. I was like, and now I feel like such a poser when I go back home because I'm like, you guys? Yeah. Hey guys. Hey, you all. <laughs> you guys. Uh, wow. You guys is. Wow. So, you all look great. So you yeah. <laughs> you were raised by and lived with your grandparents all the way through high school? Yep. All the way until I moved to Millsaps and then moved here. But yeah, I was raised with them from when I was like five when i was like 18 wow wow yeah they're amazing people i can't believe they took on a five-year-old at 
when they were in their 60s like oh right? totally i mean i owe them my whole life <laughs> yeah um for doing that but yeah but that that the timeline of all that is so fast that feels like so much it yeah it's so much still working through it in therapy that oh, timeline of course. <laughs> i was gonna say if you weren't uh go back oh yeah restart <laughs> Sure. Yes. I probably will be forever. But yeah, it was intense. It was so hard. And Mm -hmm. as like a little kid, right now I'm actually student teaching because I'm in my last semester of school. Nice. Um, But I'm in a second grade class with like seven year olds. And pretty much all of the big things that happened in my life, I was like six, seven, eight ish. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like kind of right at their ages they're all like seven turning eight and it's it's been a wild thing to look at them and be like wow i was your age when all of these things were happening Mm. and not in like a just in more of like a self-reflective like it's weird to put individual kids and their personalities and stuff into that like thought process in my mind i of like when i these radical life shifting events yeah happened to me at that time yeah mm-hmm. yeah when i look back on it now i imagine myself being like the age i am right now oh going yeah. right. through those things totally. and it's right. it's wild to shift that to a kid oh yeah to be like oh my gosh that makes it like wow grieving differently for that mm-hmm. wow. in that season. yeah yeah so. sarah <laughs> mentioned this a while ago just because like I-, I had no idea this was part of your history but Sarah talks about you almost every time the, the concept of grief comes up yeah. when we talk about it as a group. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to dwell on it. I just, I almost wanted to just let you know that, that oh, like, y- you. you're kind of known as like a rock star of like, <laughs> you've been through hell and thank you. yeah, I uh, experienced grief in a way that <laughs> some of us, uh, most of us yeah. have not experienced. Well, I think everyone has their own run in with grief and trauma and that's something like i think i didn't even say this earlier but like i'm super passionate about that like everyone has a story to tell yeah Yeah. whether you think it or not and like i think grief and trauma is in there and not that like not to diminish it for anyone but like i think that everyone's story is significant right yeah in that kind of way totally well and i think it's super important to point out too that like some people don't process grief mm. well or they don't have the tools to process it. Definitely. And you are definitely, like, for the same reason, like, Pitbull is on your list of concerts <laughs> you've been to. Like, I would never, in, like, just meeting you, not knowing anything about you, I would not ever assume that you have gone through the things that you've gone to- through. Oh. And I would have never assumed that you've gone to see Pitbull. Like, <laughs> I'm glad that those are my legacies. Right. You know? <laughs> That's what you got now. Mr. Worldwide, thank you for making it on the list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I actually, I was reflecting. I I don't remember if it was in your podcast or like if it was just you talking on No Normal People Mm -hmm. about like your own story and your own like uh, the things that you've gone through. And you were saying something about like, it's easy for us to look at well-rounded people and think that they haven't experienced like grief trauma yeah. or like significant things in their life mm-hmm. and i like super related to that i know there's a lot more context around that but mm-hmm. like i just remember that specifically and i was yeah like, yeah 
And like the same with you. Like I don't I would never meet you and be like she's gone through the she's things insane. that she has. Not not at all. <laughs> oh, you're messed up. Oh, I see it. Yep. You I get it. Through it. I get it. No. All yeah. makes sense. I totally wow. get it. I was so what you were saying about um being around like seven, eight year old kids. Mm-hmm. My our niece um is gonna turn five in July. Yeah. Oh, um wow. and like thinking about the stuff that I went through when mm. when sh- I was like four or five years old. Yeah. Like that's the earliest I have a memory of. Like mm-hmm. four years old, I can remember some things from when I was four. Yeah. And looking at her and mm. trying to imagine her ever going through something mm-hmm. like that. I can't like I insane. Like I yeah. went through bad stuff, but like I can't imagine how a kid can go through stuff and like right. make it out the other side and be and grow up to be you know someone like you are you like yeah. you're so, like like i said i would never in a million years assume that you've gone through the things that you've gone through mm-hmm. because yeah. of i mean it is work to like actually go through those things and then come out the other side like yeah in a better place like it's hard work and of course there are people that are never going to see the the bad sides of that they're right like they're never gonna see you and matthew crying yeah in your house like they're never gonna see that right but like people see the you that you have made yourself to be yeah at this point yeah and like oh it is amazing what the like the human mind can like experience and go through and still and still like thrive mm-hmm. and like yeah make it through like it is is wild insane the things that we can endure and i think that's something that i've really like i've been trying to dig in and think about like why am i okay like i i I think about that i should not be as good as i am really not okay like i should be really bad like what what like how am i okay right and that's something that like i know i've done a lot of hard work to like be here but Mm -hmm. also still like I still don't get it like (laughs) and so i think that there's also like that realness of Mm -hmm. like i think i've always dreamed of like coming out of all of this and having like a pinpoint stop date this is when i'm okay this is when it's better we're tying it up i mean that's something i talk about in therapy all the time and my therapist is always quick to be like this isn't gonna end yeah no like and that's There's something, always going to be something. Someone's going to say something or do something yeah. that reminds you of something and right. like immediately exactly. you're back you, in that spot. Have you seen that image? I saw it on Twitter a while ago, but it was like depicting grief in circles and like red mm. blobs. Yeah. And it's like people assume grief is going to be like you're the size of the circle and the grief is filling the circle at first. Mm-hmm. And then the you, you are the size of the circle and the grief is the red blob and people mm. assume grief is going to be like the red blob gets smaller and smaller and the circle stays the same size Mm -hmm. where in reality like therapists especially think of it in terms of like you as the circle get bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. but the red blob always stays the same and that was so helpful to me to be like oh yeah like i'm I'm not just gonna like watch it shrink right it's just like i'm becoming more of a person around it right you know exactly i mean it's making more room it's a scar Mm. like it's like it'll heal and like you'll have a You'll have a mark, but like, yeah, it's not, it's not an actual open wound anymore. Wow. Yeah. 
but it's still very much a part of you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I've been trying to learn how is like to also own my story. Yeah. I have like, I'm very open about it and I'll talk about it. I'll talk about all the things about it, but I don't like go around talking about it. I mean, both of you were like, I had no idea. Yeah. And like, I think that. But also, why would you? Like, right, I can't yeah, like, imagine us being at the Legacy's last cocktail party <laughs> exactly. and you being like, so my mom died so when I was six. I- and, <laughs> like, I'm here to talk about hurricane and awareness. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. Chill. It's Christmas, Bailey. Yeah. Go home. Right. <laughs> Enjoy your cocktail. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah. So sometimes it is like, why? why I don't know why you would. Exactly. Yeah. I think but, there's a level of like, not in the way of like, I wouldn't. <laughs> never go around talking about it like that makes me so uncomfortable <laughs> to even think about right? but also i think just reframing in my mind is like this is a large part of who i am yeah and i think i struggled so much with identity that wow. like reframing that to say like i need to better own this in my life like yeah this is something that happened and not something i can just brush away i have yeah. to be able to like understand and comprehend that this is a huge part of who i am well, especially because go away. especially like at that like developmental age it's like losing like the identity markers and mm-hmm. anchors that our parents yeah like i catch myself yes. saying things like oh my dad says that word that way or yeah. like oh, i've seen my dad react like that and like i can yeah my identity comes from like my relationship to him sure but then like you know having that torn away like it becomes more about like your relationship to the event of it Mm -hmm. right exactly and then kind of like trying to like wobbly try and recenter on like grandparents i guess yeah right yeah changing the way like like my grandparents say soft drink i think that might be why i say soft (laughs) drink i'm not sure like i said might be be, i think that might be a generational thing too because i think technically it would have been soft drinks Right. Because you would go to get a soft drink. It wouldn't be yeah. like you're not going to the soda fountain. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. That's a that's a really good point. I don't think I've ever thought about that. But yeah, in in identity, like how parents, good parents at least, let me say that, they should see your identity in you and see those uh-huh. and like point them out and call them out and yep. help you cultivate those. And like which is so interesting. But part of my childhood is my grandparents were dealing with grief just as I was. Like, oh, of course. Right? Yeah. They totally. lost their daughter. And so, like, it's like we were all grieving, mm-hmm. but, like, no one knew how to grieve. Yeah. And, like, I was also this child that they had to raise, but that was not the most important thing at wow. that time. And wow. so a lot of, I think, those identity things were kind of missed. Right. And that's not uh, my grandparents' fault by any means, but like I think that's trying to work through those now of being like, oh, I see why that might be something that I struggle with. Like, right, that makes sense. Like, whoa, <laughs> I think yeah. I think an important thing to keep in mind too. I recently just talked to my dad for the first time wow. in like a long time. It's wow. been a very long time, um, and the only thing I could think of when I was talking to him is that. The things I was mad at him about Mm -hmm. were things that I was understanding from the perspective of a six-year-old. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of intricacies that went Mm -hmm. along with, you know, my parents fighting and eventually getting divorced and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, I only understand it from the perspective that I had and then was told at a later time. And then, like, learning to use how I responded to those things as a Mm six-year-old. 
and like trying to expand the six-year-old brain yeah um and like taking the things that might have been bad at the moment Mm -hmm. in my perspective that were quite honestly like like this is just what happens when people get divorced like it wasn't a it wasn't a thing like it wasn't towards you um sure and like using the the emotions that you might have felt when you were younger Mm -hmm. and like viewing them from the outside mm-hmm. and understanding what having those emotions may have cultivated in you Definitely. now as an adult and like right. how those things are helping you as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely feel like I put a very big effort towards like making sure we do family things. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm so passionate about making sure that like we spend time together, we, you know, yeah. have family date nights that kind of stuff yeah and that was non-existent when Mm, i was little like i don't remember ever having something like that but because of going through something hard like that i can now use that to enrich our marriage and Mm. like our extended family i love that and even friendships now like the bad things that we go through like we can find just like a little thing in there and like this has made me a more resilient person. This has make, made me a more confident person. Exactly. Even though it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it sucked a lot. <laughs> but now I'm more confident and I'm more loving. And like, if mm-hmm. I need something, I know when to ask for it. Yeah. You know? And like, I definitely see that in you too. Oh, like, you. you are very resilient. <laughs> You're you. like, just the, I mean, we've said it so many times already today, but like the <laughs> fact that you would never know that you've gone through the things that you've gone through like that shows more of your parents may not have been in the majority of your life mm-hmm. but the little things yeah. that you know really impacted you mm-hmm. whether it was your mom dying or your dad yeah going to prison like there are things that you learned in that moment as a seven or eight year old yeah. that like they made you mm-hmm. the person you are so like even though you don't have the experience of like growing up with your right. mom near you and growing up with your dad yeah and you still have like the essence of that like you mm-hmm. still have it's not the way that yeah. anybody should have ever gone through anything Absolutely. like it's not ever like yeah. you should have had your family for your yeah. whole life like that's the whole point right but you still have you still have the love that was there mm. Like when my parents got divorced, mm-hmm. like they split up, but like I still have the fragments of right. that love from yeah. both of them. Mm-hmm. It's just not, it just doesn't just exactly the fit same. the same way. Right. And it's how you use it yeah. as you grow yeah, to, to get through all of that stuff. Absolutely. I think you're Resonate so strong. with all of that. I love you so much. Okay. I love you guys. <laughs> you're also cool. <laughs> so now I ask. Yeah. What kind of things were you up to in high school? Swim, <laughs> swim team in senior year. Yeah. But like, were you playing instruments? Were you in Plaid clubs? Shorts, extracurriculars? Left that one in middle school. I'm so glad. <laughs> Me too, Dixie. Thank God. Oh God. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I. Okay. So I went to school in fifth grade. I went to this really small junior high school, fifth through eighth grade, and it was like a very. I lived in a different district. So then when I got to high school, I ended up going to the school in my district. 
and all those kids went to the school in, like in their district oh, and so man. there were like Dang. actually i would so, say like, new kid it was both for the best <laughs> <laughs> none of the kids remembered the yeah. plaid shorts well because like <laughs> seriously like okay so like i went to school in fifth grade and it was like months after my mom died and i remember i would go i went to school every day and like cried all day oh man it was pitiful man i was the sad and like that was like i think just tainted the way that everyone knew me for all those years because we're middle school it was like like i don't blame it on any of them geez but like i don't want to hang out with her yeah no one wanted to really be my friend <laughs> i mean um, when you go out in public and someone's crying you're like oh they need to be alone especially as like a <laughs> 10 year old gosh man yeah and Oof. so i think it was all for the best like there were like five of us who ended up going to the new high school yeah. all the rest like went to the mm. other one and so yeah i started high school and basically like had to make all new friends and it was yeah i think i just didn't like i so i grew up in a christian household my mom was christian my dad was like kind of i think i don't know yeah. um like, yeah, yeah it's if he still he i don't know not he wasn't not like we went to church <laughs> but like was he a christian i don't know <laughs> and then my mom's parents are christians and so i grew up and like we went to church it wasn't like so we went to church but like when i got into high school i had like this just very tough relationship with god and my faith and i was like i understandable yeah i was like i (laughs) it was it felt like this like i was always like told essentially like if you like your mom's in heaven You'll see your mom one day again in heaven. And then, but like what that did to me as a kid was basically was like, I have to be so good because I have to get to heaven because I have to see my mom again. And I was like hyper vigilant about like being a good, perfect kid. And it was so hard. It was so hard. And by the time I got to high school, I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like I can't be so good. Yeah. I can't be perfect. How are you not a one? <laughs> oh my god. I'm a nine wing one. <laughs> Let's leave that there. <laughs> Man. And so yeah, and so when I got to high school, I was just like, I think I was just kind of like, screw it. Like I'm done. If I can't be good, I might as well be the other side. I, just <laughs> whatever. And so I like looking back now, I can just see myself just I just wanted to be loved, man. I just like I just wanted someone to care about me and love me and just searching for it in all the wrong places. And so my friends groups would just constantly change. I like felt like every semester I had like a different group of friends Mm. or I was like, yeah, I was just and I was very like. I wasn't very confident. I didn't really know who I was. And so I was kind of just willing to do whatever mm-hmm. it felt like. And so, yeah, I had a weird, not weird. I think a lot of people have high school experiences that are like, you know, you're trying to find yourself. High school's a weird time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like kind of just all over the place. <laughs> yeah. 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 Through it all, I did really well in school. Like I was very academic. I was always in like honors classes. I always mm-hmm. like I knew I think my I wanted my escape to be college. Right. And so I knew that I had to do really well in school to 
go away yeah, to college. Right. And so, yeah, I was like kind of wild in, but I was also good at school. And so that balance of like, which I feel like doesn't go together a lot of times. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so my That's high school fair. was just like <laughs> a roller coaster, I would say. My friend Skylar has been my best friend forever. Yeah. I can't believe she stayed my friend through high school because she stayed homeschooled. Oh, she, yeah. We were both wow. homeschooled. Yeah. She continued to be homeschooled. Right. She went to school for one year. Other than that. <laughs> never again. Never again. <laughs> um, and so, like, I was just, yeah, she was, like, the great, good homeschooler, and I was, like, the wild public schooler. And somehow we were <laughs> still friends. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, There's always one. Yeah. So I had, like, one <laughs> consistent friend, like, through s- wow. school. Wow. Um, and, yeah, all of it else was just, like, just very bumpy, very up and down. Yeah, I ended up swimming my senior year. I don't. I just wanted something <laughs> to do. I, my friends were doing it, and I was like, "Oh, I, I, I like to swim. I, could do I this. go swimming." Yeah, and then realized <laughs> I that I like actually really liked it and was yeah. actually kind of good at it. I was like fun, totally. fun to be good at something. So yeah, that was kind of my high school, just nice all over the place. Wow. Um, my dad ended up getting out of prison when I was in high school, and so that was like a weird dynamic. I never and I never lived with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got out like my junior year. Um, and so I never, yeah, he lived in a different city than I did yeah. and like didn't, still didn't see him very often. I still continue to live with my grandparents, but right. yeah, it was just all over the place. I So so then you build up the whole like college is the place. <laughs> yes. So then that kind <laughs> of brings it all back. Jackson. And then it's I moved to Jackson. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, which like, if you know anything about Mississippi, like, oh gosh, Jackson's like, so, I moved. so when you start college, what what was your like degree that you had in mind? Undecided. Undecided. I don't know. Class. Yes. I don't know. Like, yes. Yeah. Does I think, anybody know? I love an undecided. Yeah, I love a good undecided. I think that's so honest. Yeah. Uh, like truly. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I think I had an idea. Like I, I had always like thought maybe counseling, psychology was really interested in that then I was like I don't want to listen to people's problems all day (laughs) and then I got really into like I um, have my own problems yeah I've got my I I can't do that (laughs) but then I've got I went into like I was well I didn't go into it was just like I got really interested in child psychology Mm -hmm. and like child advocacy in the court system right and then that was just a very like now looking back like that was just what happened that to was me. Just a me that thing. was just a me thing <laughs> yeah, i right. mean it definitely does happen but yeah i was like oh i'll go to school to do child psychology and then like i was like i'll go to law school and be sure. like a an attorney <laughs> for child so that that was those are like my big lofty goals like attorney yeah. in a high-rise apartment yeah which like knowing me now in a good apartment. lord i would never be an attorney i am a nine you also don't seem like <laughs> a high-rise like person no i'm also not i've got my cute little red house and i love it i um yeah. <laughs> i get the high-rise appeal though like i've always thought it would be so cool to yeah. like live downtown in a city where you know, you, you like walk to get groceries mm-hmm. and all you can buy is like what fits in that one paper sack, right? Yes. You don't own exactly. a car. Like you don't you, own a car. You carry your bike up like you have 10 like flights a coffee shop yeah. spot. Yep. Uh-huh. You have a bike. <laughs> Amazing. There's like yeah. a deli yeah. on the corner. Yeah. 
Well, those are all the things terrible. that I wanted. I'm into it. I like it. <laughs> a bagel spot. Right. The best. Um, yeah. And so my major was like, I'm pretty sure it was undecided, technically. Yeah. I had all those thoughts of like, yeah. this might be things that I wanted to do. Potential paths. Potential paths that I'll like go down. But I stayed there for one semester. So yep. I didn't give myself much time so to get then, there. <laughs> um, how did Skylar get you to Montana? Well, yeah. <laughs> Because my life is wild. I was so sorry. I was like, I don't know how to boil this down. You're listening to No Normal Nitschkies with our friend Bailey. <laughs> See, I did it. Bailey podcast. Wait, daily people. <laughs> Bailey people. <laughs> Pop quiz, Dixie. Seven. Where can you follow us on social media? Anywhere. Wait, no, that's, Th- that's not That's not entirely um, true. Probably Instagram uh-huh. and uh, the tweeters. And the tweeters. Yeah. Our tag is at no people pod. K-N-O-W people pod. Additional pop quiz. Seven. Do you know where to find podcasts, Dixie? Yeah, on the internet. On the internet, on apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify yeah. or iHeartRadio or Pocket Casts is my personal favorite. People yeah. have been starting to ask me why I put links to other podcasts as Pocket Cast links. Reason one. Okay. Pocket Cast is the best podcasting app ever. Sure. And you should all immediately convert to Pocket Casts. It's fantastic. Uh, Reason two, the link additionally links to all the other places to listen so it's a nice hub for people to listen to but that's mildly biased this is beside the uh, point oh yeah it's clearly biased i'm not being paid to say this i just think pocket (laughs) cast is the best app anyway but what you can't do on pocket casts is leave us a five-star rating and a review you must be a spotify pocket casts you must be a spotify or apple podcast user and chances are you, you probably are, are at least one, one of, of those. those. And we would love it if you could give us some feedback using that system with a five-star rating or a four-star or three-star. If it's two-star or one-star, you can keep that to yourself. Just jump up a tree. We don't need that. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> but leave us a one or two sentence review. That also helps people if they're browsing the directory and they come across our show they look at the reviews they say hey people seem to like this i might check it out but again this isn't a show about opinions so keep those to yourself whatever this whole <laughs> show is about nah, opinions. no it's not i don't want to hear your crap fantastic keep it to yourself <laughs> three or higher that's all i'm accepting deal <laughs> if you want to put a two we're unfriended <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode with Bailey Nitschke, be sure to check out our past episode with Kayla Halleck, who is now Kayla Gray, uh, and I believe that was episode 11. Let's finish our chat with Bailey, shall we? Bailey people. Nice. (laughs) So I was at Millsaps, and I actually, like, I was just talking about this recently with my mother-in-law. I liked it there. Like, Mm -hmm. I had a cool group of friends. Our class was so small, and it was fun. Like, we would have Uno game nights every night, and we would do, like, we would cook dinners. And, like, I had a really awesome roommate who, like, I think is super cool. And so, like, logistically, all the things were working. Like, it was like everything was going well, but I mentally was in such a bad place Mm -hmm. like i think that i had always thought i will go to college as this like escape from my life and all my grief and sadness 
and stuff. And I think it was like a realization that I got to college and like even though it was good, it was I was still sad. Yeah. And so I was in like just a not good mental place. I think I was like just really struggling with, oh, this is going to be forever maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Rather than like I get to leave that in Covington. Right. And so she (laughs) and so one thing about Skylar is she is a dreamer. She is one of the best dreamers that I know. And I am like, I like to dream, but I wouldn't say that that is like, I'm not great at it. But she's <laughs> amazing at painting a picture of life. So she was living here in Billings. Oh, cool. Because oh, she's God. Matthew's cousin. What? I love this. How? I love this. It's, in what? I know. It's wild. I need a map. I know. I, let me get the whiteboard out. Yeah. Screw the quote. I'll map my life out for you. What's her last name? Nitschke. Oh, my God. Well, now it's not. Okay. She's married now. Her last name is now Youper. But her, her main name is Nitschke. Yeah. So. What? I actually grew up knowing them. Like, I knew I had met Matthew. Matthew and I have a picture of when we're, like, 12, like, together. Oh. What? Because they would come visit. Totally. Like, they would come, come visit their Louisiana. family. So yeah. Skylar has three brothers and her mom, like her mom and dad, and they all live in yeah. New Orleans. Um. Yeah. Anyways. So Skylar paints you a picture. So of- Well, Skylar comes in both of, we the same age, we graduated at the same time. I moved to Millsaps. She moves here to Billings because she was like, I'm going to go to school here in Montana where my family lives. Yeah. So she moved to Billings to start getting residency. So she lived with. Smart. Yeah. Matthew's parents, Mike and Joan. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> she hated Billings. Fair. Hated it. Who doesn't? With a passion. Who doesn't hate it? Um, and <laughs> so she does. starts painting this picture of like, I was like unhappy. I was like, I don't know why I'm unhappy here. And she's like, well, I'm unhappy here. Let's screw college and let's both drop out and move to Bozeman together. I'd never been to Montana. Um, Why not? And so. What? I know. And so I remember just like we had this like quad area at the school and it was like late at night and I was sitting in the quad and I'm talking to her on the phone and she's painting this picture and I was like, I was like, that sounds better than what I'm doing now. I get to job out of school. Cool. Cool. Um, Montana? Sure. That's a state. That's a state. I'll go there. I miss you. Like, I miss, like, let's hang out. Let's live together. Yeah. And so she gets her mom on the call. We're in a three-way call. Literally, I was like, it's going to happen. And then we got off the phone and I was like, there's no way that can happen. No I can't way. drop out of school. That was a fun two hour conversation, but Absolutely I'm not, not dropping out. Um, and then like, but... it's so funny how like I am just convinced it was like, I mean, it was God's plan for me to move here because the way things worked was wild. Like it shouldn't have worked that way. I had a friend who was also dropping out and she was like, oh, you're dropping out. You have to do all these things. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. And she was like, yeah, let me sign you up for all these things. And she's like, sign me up for all all the meetings that I had to go through in order to drop out. Wow. And then like, like just things kept happening that I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> and then like the, my very last move out day, it snowed, which was it does not what? snow in the South. Uh-uh. And it just felt like such a wild closing sign of like, 
I'm, time to go. It's time to move to Montana <laughs> or it's going to snow forever. <laughs> well, I also moved here in the worst snow. Like four years ago is like the worst winter. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, crazy. Moved to Bozeman. We lived in this tiny Airbnb, like tiny. We had to sleep in the same bed, Skylar and I, because it was so small. Moved to this tiny Airbnb in Bozeman and I was there for like four days and I was like, I'm going to live in Montana for the rest of my life. <laughs> And like well, we're here, you my grandparents it. were so sad. There oh you my go. gosh, they are so so sad. Oh. But I can clearly see how you end up meeting Matthew. Then yes, yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> After that, cousins. Yes, they're cousins. I, did you know that? Nope. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's my favorite part of knowing people. Like, is those you moments just where like, you're like, I'm wait, not gonna say their last wait, name because then you'll know. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad right now. <laughs> I know, isn't that wild? Now, That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Now you have that last name. That's so now cool. Now I have, which is wild. I, so quick little tangent. I grew up really close with our family. Like mm-hmm. our moms were best friends. Belly buddies. Belly buddies. And when my, like, when my, everything's happened, my mom passed away and my dad was in jail. Like, I think I remember this like time when they were like, well, we could adopt you. Because I was really close with our family. And Whoa. they were like, gosh, you I was it. like, cool. But like, gosh, yeah, if I did, that would have been, we would have, we I would not been, be married to Matthew for sure. That would have been that'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. My, my wife cousin. My wife. Yep. Nope. So nope. you guys, you guys got married. <laughs> Almost. I'm trying to do the math. Three years ago now. Okay. Three years in September. Very that feels nice. right. Yep. So nice. I lived here for like four months from January to May. It was like, I want to live here forever. I love it. I didn't. So I didn't go to school during that time. I took a gap semester, worked at Chipotle. Class. I had to fund my time. Excellent. And then Skylar was dating this guy that she had been dating since high school. He moved to California. And so she's like, all right, Montana was fun. I'm going to move to California oh now. And I was like, cool. I want to stay in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So now she moved to California. They got married like two years ago now. And who's so fun? Whose cousin are they related to? <laughs> uh, I'm sure Probably we could trace it somewhere. He's from New yeah. Orleans. So I'm sure we <laughs> could get there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's a connection. Of course, got a lot is. of cousins. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> And so I came back. This was in 2018. Mm-hmm. I came back. I like left for the summer, went back home, got all of the things that I was going to move and I was going to go to MSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lived at Chi Alpha, which like Matthew had just moved out of Chi Alpha, but he lived like across the street still. Uh-huh. He lived there too, but not, we didn't live there at the same time. And yeah. And so I moved back and uh, started going to MSU. And then we were just like friends like i just because like i knew we were friends before and so he lived in town and skylar had left and i just moved so i was like just making friends in this new like mm-hmm. school kind of thing but yeah. he was like already my friend and so i was like all right cool we're gonna hang out and then excellent yeah we just were like really good friends and then i was like <laughs> oh i really I like, like you, you. oh okay i see <laughs> um yeah and i guess like yeah part of my testimony is just like coming to msu and being like i or like living at Chi alpha and realizing that i had all like what i was saying before like high school of like i just need to be so good and then i just stopped like i can't i can't be so good that'll get to happen right. and like 
just going to Kai and realizing like being reunited with God's love for me and like mm. it's a fatherly love which is not something I'm familiar with right and like reintroduced to that and re understanding like it's not behavior modification it's not what I can do to get to heaven like that is already done for me and like just that like that thing that you know forever mm-hmm. and then like you hear it again. You hear it, it, ag- you hear it again. Forever for you to be like, oh, that's oh, what that means. I understand now. <laughs> and like just Classic. wrecked me. Classic. And so yeah, then it was just a season of like just figuring out again, like, oh wow. I see that and like now Jeez. figuring it out in a new way. Jeez. And then <laughs> Matthew was this like perfect Christian boy from the perfect Christian family. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's no way he would ever like me. This I am yeah. so flawed, so right. like broken. And yeah, he did. And so that was a whole like, he did like me. That was what I was trying to say. And so that was a whole like. <laughs> he likes me. He yeah, likes me. He so. still He's likes me. Wow. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And so just like coming to terms with like, Putting him on this pedestal of like, oh, you're like the perfect oh, Christian sure. yeah. guy. Yeah. I could like only like you couldn't ever love me to being like, oh, I and like all that redemption oh, yes. coming like into Twilight. play. Like, oh, yeah. I get it. Exactly. <laughs> Just like that, apparently. He's a vampire. He's a vampire. <laughs> wow. He's gonna be so back. confused when he listens to this because he's not gonna hear that part. <laughs> I'll explain backs. it to him. <laughs> He's so a vampire. <laughs> Anyways, and so yeah, just like that whole thing. And then we started dating like a few months after I moved back. Dated for it was a year total. Like from the time we started dating to the day we got married. Yeah. It was one year. Right. Like gotcha. it was like a day apart that right. we started dating to when we got married. So it all happened really quickly. Nice. Um, which I love. I'm down for it. Yeah, that's very um, that's very good. So happy to have gotten married young. Very passionate about that. Super cool. Air five. Air five. You have to actually do Love it, it babe. from over here. Air five. He was twenty. I was. I was twenty two. Yeah, Tw- twenty as also. well. As well. I am currently twenty two. <laughs> yeah. I was also twenty. I was twenty three. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy it. So. <laughs> Sorry that took so long. So you're back. You, you go to MSU <laughs> in Bozeman. Normal. This. Then you get married. Then yep. you end up back in Billings. Mm-hmm. Then you end up back at school. Yep. In which you are in your last semester. In which I am in my last semester. And by this time, you're not undecided on what your degree is no. going to be. Oh, so gosh. tell me about that. Can you get a degree in undecided? <laughs> that would I be think awesome. you should. <laughs> I think that's called an associates of arts. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called basket weaving. Uh, yeah. I think um, that's called reception. I love it. <laughs> um, you can be reception. Yeah. So <laughs> I when I started it, I went to MSU. So I've gone to so many schools, guys. Went to Millsaps. And then I went to MSU for a year uh-huh. as I was gaining residency, but I was part-time. And so like basically I took a year off because mm-hmm. of how I went to school for a year, but I was only taking two classes. So I took a semester's worth in a year. Right. And yeah, I think when I, you know, like I knew I wasn't going to be this attorney <laughs> person. And after I worked at Chipotle, I started working at this daycare in Bozeman and just was like, oh, I really like kids. 
I really like kids. Cool. That's it. That's, that's it. That's so funny. I guess I'll go into teaching. Kids I just like, cool. figured that out. I guess. Sure. Wow. <laughs> Which is so funny. Like my whole. Yeah. And so I was working at, I worked at a daycare for a while and then I transitioned to a preschool and I was a preschool teacher. Oh, yeah. cool. And I was doing that while I was in school. And then when Matthew and I got married, I transferred from MSU to the University of Montana Western mm-hmm. online so that I could do online school rather than like go in. And then we moved to Billings and it worked out really well. Totally. Um, so now I'm in my last semester. I'm getting an early childhood education degree, which nice. is instead of like elementary ed, which would be K through eight. I'm getting a P through three degree. So oh, preschool cool. through third wow. grade. Specifically That's those. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, wild. And so I'm currently doing my student teaching in a second grade class, which has been really fun. But I don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> 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 I'm not passionate about being a teacher. <laughs> Still really hilarious. like kids. But... Oh. but- you almost got the degrees. Uh, but I'm almost there. So we're, so we're, we're trucking. Tr- trucking. Keep trucking. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Don't stop now. Yeah. We can get on Man. a different train wow. later. Student teaching makes me want to drop out, but I've got one month left. That's probably why left. they do that. Oh, gosh. I yeah. started going to school for music education. Yeah. And they described student teaching, student teaching to me. And I was like, cool. Music performance then? cool i'm gonna switch now Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's like a weekend i was like i must switch (laughs) yeah yeah it's yeah which i okay i knew that i didn't want to be a teacher before i started student teaching Mm -hmm. which is cool i appreciate like i mean i think student teaching really would have done it but i knew before i've known for about like a year right which i'm glad i had that mental like i didn't have a breakdown when i got into student teaching i was like I mean, I did have a breakdown, but like, for different oh, reasons. No. Um, yeah. yeah, it was like, oh, crap. Like, now what am I going to do? So, yeah, I'm planning to graduate in May, and I'm currently applying for my master's in clinical mental health and rehabilitation counseling. Very good. Which, bring it all full circle when I was like, <laughs> I want to be a counselor and hear about people's problems. Yeah. And now, now I do. I'm like, I've been in counseling for a long time and realized that I just really like connecting with adults. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think it was actually like I was. I used to nanny August, so Sarah's mm-hmm. son, and um, love, love that kid, love him. But I used to do it every day and realized actually that like in the morning before Sarah would go to work, I enjoyed talking with her and hearing about her thoughts and life Whoa. and things that she was going through mm-hmm. more than I wanted to hang out with August. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, August, wow, if you're that, listening to this, yeah, when August, you're older, adult August, we we I, love you. I still love you. <laughs> it's okay. I think you're great. You're a really great person. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yes. And if you're an adult now, <laughs> even better. I don't know why you waited so long to listen to this, but that's fine. But we love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your unofficial Aunt Amazing. Dixie is upset that it took you this long <laughs> to listen to it. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm just saying, I love you. I like that though. Yeah. She's always learning more. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this this works for me. This doesn't work for yeah, me. It's yeah, an, it's a constant like just learning. It's just a constant learning. Life totally. is. And so, yeah, I just realized I really liked hearing about people's lives and mm-hmm. I really like, really like going deeper, like a below surface level, like not like, how's your day? Like, how you are you actually a, doing? You yeah, like start a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
That's why we started your one. podcast. <laughs> Felix isn't that big, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I I mean, I'll listen I to your re- podcast I resonate forever with that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm. That's how that's I feel. One of my even biggest being, pet peeves. That's you. That's how I feel about being an uncle. Mm. To be honest, I'm still learning what it's like to try and relate to kids between six and fourteen. Sure. Uh, because we like, got just six of them in a matter of like twenty minutes. I like. <laughs> like oh my god! Oh my god! Couldn't even grow with them. Yeah. <laughs> like you just have them. Like I feel like I'm, there. I feel like I'm really good with kids before uh-huh. they learn words. Mm, yeah. Yep. And then I'm really good with them like once they're high schoolers again. Yeah. But like every every time between, in between, like, I'm like, what, what, are, what are kids into now? Oh man. I don't get. Or just like one of my nephews just uh-huh. constantly wants to wrestle and like punch me in the leg and in the arm, and it's just like I don't do stop. This. What this isn't makes you thing. think that I'm that uncle? <laughs> <laughs> don't not. pick me for that i'm so far away from being that uncle <laughs> not that what? one exactly yeah it, yeah i know when i started student i had worked in preschool and like toddlers for so long that when i was like oh shoot i have to student teach with kids who can talk and communicate oh, yeah. with me totally. and it's actually gone like they're great like mm-hmm. I, my favorite story I think is I had a kid the other day come up to me, and we, we I live in Josephine, and so he also lives in Josephine. He comes up to me and he goes, "Miss Bailey," I was like, "Yeah, dude," and he was like, "Maybe you could come over to my house one day," and I was like, "I don't know, but okay, whatever." And he's like, <laughs> like looks at me and goes, "I have Clue." Oh my god! And I was like. <laughs> Never talked about Clue. Like, what made you think that Clue would be the thing to get me to your house? Absolutely. (laughs) That's my my weakness. That's my kryptonite. You have Clue. It's It's all different now. Yeah. And just like those kinds of things where you're like, that's so fun. What's going on? Just start saying, I'm only coming over if you have Clue. Only, yeah. (laughs) Just those. So, like, kids are great. I think kids are awesome. And I, like I'm passionate about child development. I think mm-hmm. that is yeah. so important and I will like love that. But I think just realizing like, oh, I really like connecting with stories and like the harder things in life. And yeah. even though like kids go through really hard things too, like mm-hmm. I don't know, just that difference and change. So yeah, I'm currently applying for my master's, probably at MSUB. Yeah. We talked about moving briefly, but we bought a house and we have a dog and I was like I can't put us through that. Right. So I'll Please just don't leave. do my. <laughs> yeah. We'll just make it happen here. That's so yeah. good. So I'm, I'm making it happen here. And so, yeah, that's really exciting. I'm really happy. I'm really excited to be finishing this degree and like moving on. Yeah. And I like school and I'm decent at it. So mm-hmm. I don't mind continuing totally. through it. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that two years to be wrapped up and right. see where that I end up after that. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you do anything for work right now? So I'm student teaching. Oh, so that's the thing. I do that for work without being paid. Nice. Classic. Rip off. Unpaid Just unpaid work. Just a Just step below teaching. Exactly. Well, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Big oof. Get paid. Big oof. Almost as much. Yeah. Big oof. <laughs> so that's, that's okay. Matthew's absolutely brilliant. He's a uh, smart he person a I know. Dollars, probably. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He's keeping us afloat. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just afloat. They're amazing. Basically homeless. My brother and Matthew, <laughs> when we were homeschooled, my brother and Matthew did like a 
like a board game project based on the <laughs> Hobbit. I think you've told me about that. Yeah, that's yeah. like we've known Nitschke's for a while as well. Yeah, I was in a cool. I was man. in a choir with Tracy sure. for a while. That and was yep. like three people in college. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in college, but like as like mi- homeschool middle schoolers. Yeah, amazing. We were in a choir. Oh, I love homeschool. Delightful stuff. Bunch Man, of nerds. The things you Call do that a choir. Whatever. Call All right. Well, a choir. Bailey, it's a trio. like, <laughs> I feel silly actually just asking the question outright because I feel like we've been talking about things that you're passionate about already, yeah. like connecting yeah. with people. Yeah. You did mention though before we started recording mm-hmm. that. The stories element yeah. is something that's like recently exciting for you, like among the things you're reading and consuming and yeah. like paying attention to like storytelling and, yeah. and all that. So Yeah, I do. I think, I th- like I was saying, I think it goes right along with hearing people like knowing about their lives and hearing their stories. And I think I've just, yeah, I've always loved to read. I've always just been a huge reader. I think it's like the escapism yeah. in me, but I think I took like, you know, where you're like a avid reader as a junior hire and then i read in high school like a little bit but then i kind of just stopped and i think in the past like year i just started to read a lot more nice. and i just started to do that instead of like watching tv or like mm-hmm. doing other things and just like reignited my love for stories and books and like getting lost in a yeah. different world yeah mm-hmm. right. um i think man i would love to be as talented as any writer one day i would love to write something right will i ever i don't know we'll see <laughs> but i i think right now i'm just at this like i just really appreciate a good story yeah and like i think just that's really cool and yeah and so i think i've just been reading a lot i will talk people's ears off about what i'm reading do you have um, a particular genre that you're like really drawn to yeah i kind of will read most anything Rather, other than like horror, and I'm not huge into sci-fi. I re- I'd like dabble. Yeah, we did just watch Dune, and it was incredible. Bailey, what <laughs> are some of your hobbies? I like to read. Um, Classic. I think I would say like yoga has been a recent hobby. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a hobby. I'm finding something that I can get better at, which is cool. Yeah, and then I got into embroidery recently just been really fun I haven't like i feel like with student teaching i just dropped everything in my life <laughs> yeah i'm um, excited to pick that up again yeah, but yeah embroidering like it's just fun mindless and like i get to like listen to a book while i'm doing it or you know whatever and so yeah i feel like those have been hobbies recently house projects that feels like a constant hobby yeah constant totally um, <laughs> really fun we just redid our floors this past weekend <sighs> Nice. Is that a hobby? I don't know, but I would say maybe. <laughs> I think like a hobby is anything you want it to be. Uh, yeah. As a person living with ADHD, anything can be <laughs> Everything a hobby. Everything is a hobby. Is a hobby. <laughs> yeah. Playing Can't Clue with I've your neighbors. all of your hobbies. Uh-huh. And they live in a box and they in live- the basement. Oh, in- mine do that too. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I get it. Playing I got sure. embroidery yeah. once and then I finished it and yeah. I was like, okay, I'm done with this forever. What do I do with this now? <laughs> it lives nice. in a box yeah. downstairs now. So. Yep, mine <laughs> is living in a box right now. I get it. Of course. <sighs> Playing Clue with your neighbor. Sure. It's a I'd, hobby of yours. Recent for all hobby. parents, yeah. I don't play, I don't play Clue I don't with my go to your children's. <laughs> That's so good. I, I love that. I know the best. Yeah. 
What a sales pitch. But I have clue. (laughs) Do you like to follow any particular morning or evening routines? Yeah, I think right now because um, my like life is so structured with like I wake up and I have to be at school at this time. Yeah. I usually wake up and then like I'll get dressed and Matthew will make me coffee in the morning. We have an espresso. Which is mm-hmm. like, well, he makes coffee better than most baristas. Such I've a fancy met. boy. What? He's so, that's his. He's so cool. He's so cool. <laughs> which I can't which even like. Begs to question how old is he really if he knows how to do that? If he's so a vampire. Because well. if he's a that's vampire, true. could have done again. it. You know? Right. We're going to have to say something in the intro. He hasn't for, aged since I've yeah, seen him. We're going to so. have to <laughs> give some context here. That's very funny. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so he makes you coffee. We have a room in our house and we call it the coffee shop. Nice. Um, we have two like comfy chairs, a little bookshelf, and then Matthew's huge like coffee setup. Yeah. We have this big like coffee bar and it's got mm-hmm. like a plumbed in like water spritzer for in his espresso machine is there and all our pour over stuff and our coffee. It's so cool. He's so cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he will go into the coffee shop and start making me coffee. And he makes me two coffees in the morning. One that I drink like with him. Like we'll sit down and I'll drink coffee. That's and then one sweet. that I take with me to yeah. school. Mm-hmm. And so usually I have about 15-ish minutes to kind of just sit and chill and talk to him before I leave in the day. Because he works from home. Right. And so, yeah, so I'll just kind of chill and sit and talk with him and then I'll head off to school. And so that's kind of like my morning routine. And then in the evening, I bring my lunch to school every day Mm -hmm. and I'm very serious about, um, I call it portioning my food, which he makes fun of me for. But really, I just make my lunch at night. (laughs) That's a key part of my (laughs) evening routine where I have to go and make my lunch portion my food out yeah <laughs> into my little bento box oh i see yeah gotcha and then um i do yoga these things usually happen in like succession yep i like make my food i'll do yoga and then i've recently added wordle to my yes. nighttime routine Your nighttime routine okay. yeah she gets it. i do it at night usually so i think those would be my current routines i like that that's very good um, would you tell us about your dog? Yes. Um, my dog's name is Kylo. He's a miniature Australian Shepherd. He's wild. <laughs> um, he's... Is that after Star Wars? Do okay. You, do a lot of people ask you that? Yeah. I would say yes. <laughs> Matthew would say no. Okay. When we first got married, we like marathoned all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And before that, I thought I didn't like them until we watched them. And I was like, oh, I do really like the Star Wars movies. Sure. These are dope. Anyways, so we got a dog. We were like now thinking about getting a dog, like not super long after we did that. Yeah. And we just made like a huge list of names. And I, I, I know it was Kylo and Finn, which are funny because Finn's also yeah, another Star Wars, Star Wars name. Wars name. Yep. <laughs> and I think like it was not, it was just like, I don't know, it was just on our list of names. And we both really liked those. It had nothing necessary. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, we have to name like, our dog after Kylo on- Ren. On Star Wars, right. so you're like, that's a good name. I like that name. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I would say yes, because like that's where I heard the name. Right. Right. It's like, do you have a friend named Kylo? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Is it specifically named after Kylo Ren? No. No. So that I think, and he's always like, we didn't name Even our dog after. he had a fun after- redemptive arc by the end of the last I movie. I know. Sure. And that's, I 
feel like he's very similar to our dog. I think our dog <laughs> that much can seem evil yeah. in dark sided. <laughs> but I think he has a redemptive arc That's in so his good. in his days. That's so good. So yeah, no, he's he I love him. He's cute. I told Dixie earlier, I think he has little man syndrome. He's because he's a <laughs> oh, miniature. Yeah. And so he's just like, yeah. He, I think he's very protective over he feels, me. He feels big dog in yeah, his blood. But he thinks he's, he's big, big dog, but he's not. Yeah. And so that's so good. And he's very like protective of our house. And so it's harder when like people come over because he's yeah. like embark with them. But he's just, he just wants to love. Like yep. that's he all wants he wants. To herd cattle. But oh, so bad. Small. That's but how we are. With too dumb. <laughs> so like she get... barks at neighbors. Uh-huh. Who are like, thank you for wanting to protect us. There's nothing. But like also like right. I don't know how much I want to yeah. disincentivize her barking because I want her to bark at three a.m. if something is if happening. Something's going yeah, on, obviously. right? Like, no, we're yeah, going to, to puppy school next month. Oh, highly recommend puppy school. Wish we would have went earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I but, wish. I wish Duck would have been familiar with anything by the time we adopted her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you guys have some excuses because you rescued her. We got him at. Eight weeks and right. felt wow. like we failed him. Wow, <laughs> we've messed. So no, <laughs> I really like him. I think yeah, I like having a dog. I like him. He's great. But like, I think there are definitely some aspects learning of like curves. learning. Oh wow, yeah. neither of us really Things had you didn't a dog. Realize you were building up as habits until it mm-hmm. was until too late. Now he's <laughs> yeah, almost two, and we're like, oh shoot, that's hard. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, we're getting ourselves into the closing questions here cool that i know you're also familiar with but yes. first just again we yeah. i do this every time it's like i thank everyone for being on the show oh successively um it. so if we get to a point where you was, don't say thank you for being on the show we know that know. we didn't like them we yeah. Know that. yeah yeah this was so good thank <laughs> you for so coming good. over thank, thank you, you for, for, for being our first in-person in interview for yeah <laughs> ever <In> bow <laughs> literal it feels so different doesn't yeah. it dixie it is yeah i love being it's very here. different I loved i'm it. used to being in the room with him and i could just like look at him yep yeah like, just staring at I'm each like, other oh god and now we're trying to like work to make just eye contact on the audio uh-huh. yeah, right that's fine <laughs> so getting into closing questions here what are you currently reading i am currently reading two books i usually always have a book that i'm reading and a book that i'm listening to nice um at the same time so i'm currently reading a book it's called senlin ascends it's by josiah braincroft it's like a fantasy very whimsical very politicky Mm -hmm. political political that's a better word i like (laughs) politicky me too (laughs) (laughs) um which it's fun yeah it's been an interesting book and i'm listening to a book and it's called somebody's daughter by ashley c ford i believe and it's really good it's about a girl whose dad was in prison for her childhood and like Mm. i was telling someone recently i was like familiar at all yeah Mm. i was like if i ever wrote a book i feel like this is what i would say so now i can't write a book someone else wrote so here we are (laughs) so they did it they did it and i'm happy she did it way better so i love it great (laughs) i'll listen to it (laughs) but i feel like i need to email her and like tell her that yeah you were you you so much you're amazing yeah (laughs) yeah thank you why does your main character's name 
match mine. Why? Why are we the same? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What are you currently listening to? I, you already mentioned your audiobook, but let's yeah. start with music. Like what comes on when you turn on music? Yeah. Um. This past week, it's been John Mayer. I'm a big John Mayer fan. Excellent. Yeah, like John Mayer, like Dermot Kennedy, Patrick Droney. I like very like more like indie pop rock. Yeah. I don't know what a like I I'm so bad at music genres. <laughs> right. Um yeah. Eclectic indie. Eclectic I get what you're indie. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Just like more indie music. And nice. so John Mayer this week specifically though. <laughs> Excellent. What about podcasts? Um I feel like I lean more towards audiobooks when I'm yeah. listening to things. Honestly, like the only podcast I really consistently listen to is this one. Oh. <laughs> um, hey. I will definitely dabble in some like Enneagram, like typology mm-hmm. and like mostly like Enneagram slash therapy yeah. podcasts. Nice. They combine those two. Wonderful. <laughs> um, but like I haven't been in that in a few months. That's fine. Um, and so we, it kind of goes in and out. We have an interview with an Enneagram coach coming up <gasps> soon. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Amazing. Yeah. What are you currently watching? I know you're not much of a like a TV person or Yeah. I usually Matthew and I have a show that we're watching together. He's like seen all the shows and I've seen like none of them. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like we're just showing That's he's so just familiar. showing me shows. The last one that we watched was I think The Good Place. Or Arrested Development. I don't remember what we had watched before. Uh, Both are like Hall of Fame Uh choices. Yeah. Absolutely. And like I've never seen anything. And so currently we don't have a show. We're like, you know, in that middle ground. Totally. Those were like the last two. You got to start a new one. Creek if you haven't watched that. Ooh. Okay. Actually, yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Good call, my babe. That's me. Amazing. I love Shit's Creek. Okay. Nice. That might need to be the next one. Yeah. We're in like the middle. Excellent. Yeah. This is uh, like something new we're doing for season three and beyond. Amazing. A new question that's right at the end. What does the word normal mean to you? Ooh. I think the word normal is like, I'm trying to think of the part of speech that I'm looking to. Like, it's not a thing. Like, it's not, that's not real. It's fake. It's a normal. Yeah, it's a construct. It's relative. Yeah, I think. I mean, this podcast, like everyone, is so much more than the normal that you think that they are. Or like, if you look at someone and be like, "Oh, I want to. I want like their normal." Yeah, everyone's normal is relative and a construct. And so I think it's like I love this because it breaks that down. Be like, wow, people are so much more than just like that normal. That's yeah. a great answer. Yeah, it's a it's I very like much the iceberg. You're only seeing the ten percent. Yeah. Normal yeah. is the ten percent. <laughs> exactly. Normal is like the least important thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. Um Bailey, thanks for being on the show. This is awesome. Thank you guys. <laughs> this, this is, is great. so fun. Would you close us out by reading our favorite quote? I will. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. And that was the one and only interview with Bailey Nitschke.
It was the it no, was the one it. and only Bailey Nitschke. And we did it. She might get interviewed by other people. I don't know. It's true. Who are we to say? Who are we? We've been known to begin people's budding careers yeah, as podcast as podcasts. personalities. In per, per people. Pe- per cashing people. Wow. <laughs> Podcasting niche geese. <laughs> I just feel like a better human after spending time with Bailey. Yeah. You know? It's true. Like, I just feel warm and sure. cozy, you know? It's like when you meet a horse for the first time. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've I've met a horse. You've met I was a about horse? to say I hadn't met a horse. What? <laughs> wow. No, but like they're so smart and like beautiful. <laughs> Majestic, and, and you, really. And you like you meet them and they're like, I could kill you. Wow. I'm not saying that Bailey think... did that, but it's majestic and beautiful, okay? She doesn't have that. The She's not going to kill it. She could probably. Her husband is a vampire, so. Okay. Bring it back. I'm so glad we're keeping that joke alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll stay with him because he'll live forever because he's a vampire. Amazing. Unless he goes out in the sunlight or Amazing. eats garlic or something. Anyway. Dixie, we thought these outros could be a fun way for listeners to continue to get to know us. Getting to know you. Your hosts. No. We need a song. It. I Getting just sang know. it. Oh. I just sang it. It's okay. from The King and I. Oh, well, that seems like copyright infringement. Nah, it's pretty old. It's probably okay. Public domain, maybe. Yeah. All right, deal. And you <laughs> said there was an icebreaker question you wanted to ask? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. I was reading a bit about the phenomenon of uh, getting the tingles or the goose pimples or the goosebumps yeah. when you listen to music. Yeah. Um, it's a very rare thing. But that led me to think about what was the the movie that you watched that made you cry that was the most surprising movie to make you cry? Oh. Like you went into the movie thinking it was going to be free and easy, definitely sure. not going to cry. What was that movie? Okay. So the first movie I cried at was Les Mis, mm-hmm. which I think deserves all the tears it draws out of me. Sure. One that was surprising to me, though, hmm. I can't think of one off the top of my head. What I can tell you is that I'm surprised when I rewatch movies that I grew up watching, mm-hmm. not crying to them. And then watching them again. And now as an adult seeing them, like literally, I grew up fascinated and just in love with Middle Earth and The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And once I turned like 24. End of Return li- of the King. Literally every one of those Ugh. movies has a moment that just like makes me Boromir, sob. Just ugh, wrecked. And I think that's surprising to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up, like I know what's coming, but as an adult, like I feel like I'm a lot more in tune with the emotion that the movie is working to draw out instead sure. of just being like a kid fascinated with swords and orcs, mm-hmm. you know? And like, there's a lot more human emotion and human dynamics going on. You understand more of it. Yeah. You understand like the meaning behind those specific scenes. Yeah. See, my answer is a lot less meaningful, which is awkward. So I kind of wish I had answered first. I have a new less meaningful answer for you, though. Okay. I cried once watching a Folgers commercial. Yes, but everybody cries watching Folgers commercials. Do they? I don't know. But my answer is actually uh, the newish movie, Turning Red. 
Really? I was very surprised. By the end of that movie, I was just like in like almost sobbing. Huh. Not like Marley and me level sobbing. Like that's which a, I famously did not you cry did at. not cry at that, which is upsetting I'm because we worst. have a beautiful dog, and I can't imagine oh living without her. Maybe now that but we have Duck, I should rewatch. Marley you might, and maybe me. you should, but like the dynamics, I don't think that I would have gotten that as a kid. Yeah, the dynamics between the the women in the family in the mm. movie turning red. Gotcha. Um, and then that big moment. It's just like a coming of age story, and it's it's just really really amazing wow one of one of my favorite movies fantastic and it made me cry that was a great question thanks for that you're so welcome real quick before we go i have some announcements for our listeners who are sticking with us to the end thank you for joining us on the outro i have recently (laughs) wow that's funny because because they're probably listening yeah probably (laughs) i have recently been invited to a handful of podcasts that i would love to shout out and plug these feeds, these shows, these other people doing the good podcasting work. So I have appeared on a podcast called The Worship Review, where me and the the two hosts over there review a song by Hillsong Church after they interviewed me about my history as a worship leader. Our friend Josh and I went on the Recovering Evangelical podcast with Rachel Spears, who is like a big name apparently on TikTok. Like I just, I learned that as we were talking, she has like a hundred thousand followers or something. Pretty impressive. She's pretty neat. The, The whole Ravel crew just went and talked about heaven and hell with our friends April and Anna over at the- Um, excuse me, sir. We don't swear on this podcast, so it's heaven and heck. Whoa, that's fun. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, those are with our friends April and Anna on the Reclaiming the Garden podcast. And then just today, as you and I are recording this outro, I just got off like a two-hour call with a delightful human being who runs the Trans Regret Snoopy Presents the Bible podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. It is one of the handful of shows that I support on Patreon myself, and it was such a delight to be invited. She and I did a Bible study on Romans 5, verses 12 through 21, and it was a blast. So be on the lookout for that. And I am on this podcast. That's true. You can find me here. And I find you just an absolute delight every time. Okay. Well, keep it together, Stephen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. Anyway. (laughs) We will be back next week, my friends. Happy Easter. That's not. Thank you for listening to No Normal People with Bailey Nitschke. Eat some chocolate eggs. Probably. I don't know. Oh, you're still on the Easter thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jesus. Bye. (laughs) Bye. What happens when a Christianish agnostic, a liturgical post-Christian, and a female Methodist pastor walk into a podcast? You get Ravel. One in three people will experience a faith crisis in their life. Faith unraveling is often unexpected and lonely. It can quickly feel like everything is falling apart just from asking a single question. Like, does the Bible assume magic is real? 
Does being pro-life mean more than anti-abortion? Or how should faith inform how we eat? Whether you're deconstructing, reconstructing, deconverting, converting, growing beyond toxic theology, or just asking questions, we're here to be with you along the way. Each Wednesday, we have a drink and pull on one thread concerning faith in the modern world. Listen to us on the Highline Media Network. Highline Media Network, artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.